me to Luke chapter 1, verse 26. We are in the middle of a Christmas miracle here called the one-hour Zion family encounter service. So let's keep going here. In the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, now Elizabeth was the cousin of Mary, the mother of Jesus, and the baby that was in her womb is John the baptizer or John the Baptist. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. I love Mary's response. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fall, will ever fail, and nothing will be impossible with God. This is where we get our state motto here. With God, all things are possible. This is actually from this verse. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. What I love about this story is it really captures the essence of Christianity is everything about Christianity is impossible. You can't have Christianity apart from the miraculous. Just look at how, I mean, you have a sign in the heavens leading the shepherds to uh, leading the shepherds to Jesus. You've got uh, prophetic words for centuries. You've got angelic, um, angelic activity. You've got dreams. You've got people getting filled with the Spirit even while they're in their mother's womb. I mean, the whole thing about Christianity, you cannot be a Christian unless you believe in dead raising. You have to believe Jesus was raised from the dead. I mean, this whole thing is miraculous from start to finish. So Mary said to the angel, how is this going to be? This doesn't even make sense. I've never been with a man. I'm, I'm engaged, but we're not married yet. So here's the difficulty for many of us is we've been brought up in a, in a world that only knows logic and reason. We have a difficult circumstance and it's like, hold on, this doesn't make sense. How am I going to do this? this? This doesn't, you begin to reason it out and try to, um, try to figure it out with your brain. God gave us a brain and he wants us to use it. So please, I'm encouraging you, use your brain. This is not a sermon against that. But um, there's a cutoff point where logic is not going to help you in the realm of the spirit. You need wisdom. You need revelation. You need imagination. You need dreams and visions so you can cope with the majesty of the situation of God wants to do in your situation. In fact, logic becomes a stumbling block. You ready for this? Because logic will talk you out of things that revelation will talk you into. I'm going to say that again. Logic will talk you out of things that revelation will talk you into. So here's what God does, is he sneaks past our natural mindset with dreams and visions and prophetic words and promises. Those things have a way of just getting past our reasoning mind, and God's saying, I'm not asking you to figure this whole thing out, I'm asking you to trust me. And so Joseph gets this word, right? Uh, she's pregnant, and I know we haven't been together, and so we find out in the Gospel of Matthew, he says, I got a plan, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna break off this marriage quietly. I'm not gonna dishonor, and then what happens? God gets past his logic and reasoning and gives him an angelic encounter in a dream. And he says, okay. Listen, God is not asking you to figure out your difficult situation, he's asking you to trust him. Here's what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord, with all your heart, and don't lean on your own understanding. Some of you need to write this in lipstick on your mirror. If you're a woman, if you're a guy, 
Use your wife's lipstick or borrow some, do something else. I don't know. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Don't lean on your own understanding because it's not going to be helpful in the realm of the spirit. What we need to realize is trust replaces our need to understand. God, I don't know what's happening here. I don't understand this, but I trust you. When God gives you a promise, that is your antidote to fear, worry, and doubt. It's like, hold on a second. I'm, I'm, I'm panicking here. Hold on. What am I doing? I've got a promise. Sheesh. I'm safe. Everything's good. I've got a promise. A promise is God um, coming into your imagination and showing you what he wants to do so that you'll have the faith to walk through that difficult situation. A promise comes in and it just rearranges your mental furniture and shows you things from his perspective of what he wants to do. Let me tell you your identity as a believer. You ready for this? Everything in your life is a possibility. Every issue in your life is a possibility for something wonderful to occur. Everything in your life is designed to give you an upgrade. Any difficulty you're going through is to give you something, not to take something away from you. Every difficult situation, uh, the promise covers everything. Listen, if you don't have anything else, here's a promise. Jesus said this, I will be with you. It's like, yeah, the, the Israelites are going to the, uh, the promised land. Yeah, there's giants. There's some difficult things to deal with. But God showed them the end. I'm going to give you this land. Imagine you're a football team and you already know that you're going to win. You just still need to play the game. That's what it's like. God's like, I'm giving you this promise. You're going to win. So now your job is to trust. It's to listen to me. Don't let your heart get troubled by all these other things. It's look at that promise. Don't get distracted by the giants. Don't get distracted by the walled cities. God says, I've given you the promised land. Your job isn't to figure it out, gang. Your job is to keep your eyes on him and say, oh, I've got a promise. I've got a dream. I've got a prophetic word. I've got a vision. I don't have to figure this thing out. And you guys know, this is the gospel. This is the good, uh, glad tidings of great joy, that heaven has been restored to earth, that earth, we are not left on our own. We can now live on a holy power that's not our own. You know, in the world, when something's too good to be true, someone's about to be conned. In the kingdom, if it's not too good to be true, it's not God. It's such good news, it borders on fantasy. Literally, every situation you face, there's an answer to. And your job is to trust. That's the end of the message. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to just take a moment with the Holy Spirit. I want you to think about an impossibility with him. Don't just in your brain, but Holy Spirit, what's an impossibility that you want to see bow its its knee to the name of Jesus in 2018? Maybe your finances are a mess. Maybe there's a relationship that's a mess. Maybe you're like, hey, I want to be married. Maybe there's something else if you're not married. Okay, and so... um, Hey, And so, uh, so whatever that thing is, just the Holy Spirit, I want you to just take 30 seconds here. Holy Spirit, what's that impossibility that I want to see bow its knee to the name of Jesus? Maybe it's a health issue. Imagine you didn't have anything too difficult. Uh, you probably had to sort through the list. There's a lot of things that we want to see God invade. So here's what I want you to do is if you guys could stand up and take out your wallets. I'm just kidding. That's a terrible, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a terrible Christmas humor. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get some groups of so like three, four, five, six, whatever, 
And um, you don't even have to name the impossibility unless you want to, but I want you to just lay hands on each other and just release power. God, I'm believing that this impossibility is going to be broken in 2018. So just go ahead. Just go group around if you've got to introduce yourself, but um, just whatever it is. If you want to name the impossibility, go ahead. If not, then just, just begin to agree. We're just going to take two minutes on this. Just begin to thank God for breakthrough. Just begin to thank God that no matter what that situation is, he promised that he would be with you. Lord, I just thank you that they don't have to figure it out, they just get to trust. Lord, I pray that you would remind them of promises because when they got a promise, everything's going to be okay. Lord, I thank you for prophetic words. I thank you for dreams and visions that move past our intellect and get right into the realm of the Spirit. So we just declare breakthrough in the name of Jesus and break out. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take about another 20 seconds.